You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abukta. This is Murps. Hello. Um, look, we're going to talk about stuff. If you think that we can talk about anything other than uh, Death Knight, that, that's false. That's the only thing we can talk about. So that's all we will talk about until they make any changes. Yeah. Okay. So no, nothing's <laughs> changed. Um, and I predicted nothing would change because it's, I don't know. If I was a developer, I would be like just kind of sitting there with my coffee. Like, what would we do? What can we do? Like, there would be no quick action because none of the actions we do will really like do anything. We have brainstorming sessions. We play around with ideas. And, you know, it's arena too. It's low priority. Um, but yeah, we will be with this 62% win rate class for two weeks before the update. And we hope there's going to be a patch coming on Tuesday. Or like, we know there's a patch coming on Tuesday. We hope there's arena changes in that patch uh, beyond buffing Death Knights, which I think is what's going to happen for, <laughs> for Constructed. So um, there's going to be arena uh, offering rates adjustments or... Um, I don't know, maybe something bigger? Oh, who knows? They did have two weeks to do this, so maybe they had some time to do a little fancier things. Uh, but, but, but but at the end of the day, it's just, it, this is, it is what it is, right? Like, they launched a cool new class, people are having fun with it, but it totally destroyed the Arena for all the other classes. Um, and and that's, that's the game now. Um, like, they should have caught it before it launched. But I can see how they didn't. And after it launched, I really think it would have been hard for them to fix it in any quick way. So uh, clearly, clearly, like there's there's a lot of uh, blame on the speed and the fact that it's happened to be uh, passed around here. But um, we're we're in it now, and I don't I don't really see a solution. I don't know. It's tough, right? Um, <clears throat> a lot of solutions have been tossed around. If you go on Arena HS, one of the ideas that was tossed around was, first of all, it was kind of attributed to you, even though I heard it in other spots as well. Uh, oh, but yeah. it's like, okay. Because uh, I got the word out. I don't know. You, you, you have I some did sort independently, of ha- I did independently come up with the same simple idea that everyone else did. Yes, it's a pretty <laughs> simple idea. But it's like, okay, only Death Knights. It's like, uh, and, and then the variation would just be the draft, right? Or mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Death Knights only face other Death Knights. It's like when you do get a Death Knight, you only face other Death Knights. Some people also have solutions like, oh, just balance it, forehead. <laughs> Just balance it. Uh, well, I, there was also another interesting idea, which is like get rid of the bottom four to five classes, which is like yeah. it, it's it's something. It's it's better, uh, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I don't know if any of these uh, it, like if you pick any of these solutions, a good amount of people will, will be like, whoa, no, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I think the worst one, <laughs> really the most unrealistic one, is just balance it forehead. Because <laughs> um, that's really tough. Like I, I we, think we're we trying to be realistic it. here. Yeah, yeah, like the last podcast, I think we went over just numerically how ridiculous it is to balance a thirty-five percent win rate class with a sixty-two percent win rate class, especially when the sixty-two percent win rate class has no bad cards. They don't have. We're, we're going to go into like their overpower cards and how they actually don't have many uh, overpower cards either. But they also don't have bad cards, and you need bad cards to balance stuff or you make death knights neutral which i don't think they're going to do and i think if i was a game developer 
Um, I don't care what happens. I am not removing Death Knight from Arena. I am not making it a neutral class. This is that why is we... Like a red uh, line. Yes, this is why we suggested going the complete opposite way. All Death Knights. Mm. This is your content. This is your new shiny toy. Let everybody get to play with it. But I agree. The worst solution is to, at least this soon, and because we have seen uh, Demon Hunter metas in which Demon Hunters were neutral with mm-hmm. the hero power right and it, i mean it sucks like it's not fun if you get demon hunters um you cannot do that to death knights this early i would prefer if you didn't do that at all like each class in a utopian arena should feel unique and fun but also be balanced but you especially can't do that to your new class this early yeah so it's where it is we'll see what they do when tuesday happens like i said my money is on them doing some kind of smaller balancing changes just near normal tweaks with offering rates and it's not going to work and they know it's not going to work and i don't mean like oh they're going to nerf uh death knights to hell and that's why it's not going to work i mean death knights are going to be like a 56 percent win rate class and the outside of paladin the next highest win rate class is going to be like 45 and you will still not have in any way shape or form a remotely fair arena for any class besides death knight um that's my my money's on that because that is the simple and tried solution, and it could let them to the to the wider audience, right? To the people who are not like us, who are sitting here and like, this is not possible, this is not going to work. You know, they could be like, we tried, oops, we failed. It's the holidays now, and then like next month, be like, hey, hey, early rotation, and get themselves kind of out of this hole. Um, right. Your solution is a normally oppressive meta, not this meta. Like fifty six percent means that that class is pretty oppressive. Um, that it's it's not great, right? We're we're trying yeah. to aim for like below fifty five percent for the top class, because uh, right now we have a historically bad meta, and we're just trying to temper that down to just the average meta that people complain about, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And what is arena if not a horde of nerds on the internet complaining including us but we think that that is possible like let's go back to a normally oppressive meta yeah and and by the way that's not good and that's not okay and that no one's going to enjoy playing arena if you're competitive about it but this month of arena and maybe next month is just not going to be competitive and I, i think once death knight like hit the ground running and everybody saw things we knew from that point like everything's lost in terms of if you're a competitive arena player you are not going to get that experience so just kind of have fun with it or don't play it right um there's there's just not much the devs can do at this point at the speed um this is a problem that should have been caught way earlier before it ever hit the ground and solved once it hit the ground nothing they could do to solve it they can just reduce the pain slightly that's that's all they can do um so uh, yeah i mean that's death knights and we're not going to talk that much more about death knights or like go over what they can do we did that last week nothing has changed whatever the solution they're putting out or temporary solution or bandage solution is going to come in two days uh so we'll just be on the lookout for it um but what i do want to run over and what we didn't run over that in, in much detail last time because you know we had a lot to talk about are the actual death knight cards right so the first thing to talk about in this meta, besides Death Knight, is that nothing in this meta matters, right? Because it's all Death Knight against Death Knight with a little bit of Paladin thrown in. So nothing you're learning in this meta makes any sense, 
and doesn't matter and you shouldn't put too much stock in it. This is not a real meta that we're, we're in. So we can't tell you, like normally we'll hit a meta and we'll be like, oh, you have endless card advantage in this meta. That's what, you know, that means that you should focus on this, 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 or like maybe, you know, uh, like start learning and observing and paying more attention to this area to improve your play. We have none of that for this meta because this is not a real meta. There's no nothing special about how to improve your play. Like, memorize what the Death Knight cards do. Um, knowing what cards do really helps. Uh, I forgot how Banshee and Mill worked with, uh, with card draw the other night. And I lost the game because of it, because I haven't played with Banshee in forever. But th that's the kind of stuff that you can learn in this game right now. Um, about both the old cards, but really especially the new set, right? March of the Lich King cards. All the mechanics, all the things. This is the kind of stuff I value the least. So it's if I'm promoting that this is the most important thing for you to learn right now that you can carry forward to future metas, it means this meta is non-functional, which is we can all see that the meta is non-functional. Um, so so kind of in that spirit, um, we can't analyze the meta. So let's analyze the cards. The point that I I feel like I try to bring this up every single time we talk about it because I there is still this pervasive idea out there that has a lot of support that Death Knights are overpowered in some if not mainly usually mainly but also you know some people who don't say mainly still attribute a large part of it to the fact that their individual cards are overpowered some of them are overpowered because people will lose to stuff like what was the one we focused on last time malignant horror right people will lose to malignant horror all the time i've lost to so many malignant horrors but malignant horror is not really a problem this is not a card that would get banned from the arena this Probably won't even get offering rate uh, adjust rates adjusted, but if it does, it'll be like a minor adjustment. Its win rate is really just in line with other good class cards, and the only reason you're having a problem with it is because it's synergizing really freaking well with a lot of the other cards that Death Knight is uh, that has high offering rates in Death Knight, and Death Knights are insane to begin with. And no matter what runes you pick, this is one of the few runeless cards in Death Knight right now, so you will always have a chance to be offered it, which means all of your Death Knight opponents will probably have this card. So you're just seeing it a lot. So we, we, we went over Malignant Heart. But this... Uh, 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 Derivation of that kind of analysis actually applies to just about every single common and rare Death Knight card. Like, they're not that amazing. You look at the top card in Death Knight right now, top win rate card by a fair margin, by like 0.5% actually, in uh, on HS Replay. It's Necrotic Mortician. No one should be surprised by this. This is a 2-mana, two 2-3 two, battle cry. If a friendly undead died after your last turn, discover an unholy rune card. Um, it's a very good card. We rated it an A, I'm pretty sure. I don't really have it in front of me. But if we didn't rate it an A, we should have rated it an A. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure we rated it an A. Um, but, but is this like a super-duper broken card that should never exist? Like, No. This is not an S tier card. This is it's it's a two mana two three. Well, the problem is this scourge is uh that is an S tier card. That's <laughs> yes, the, that's yes. the problem with it, right? Yeah. Like the, that, the problem is it discovers the scourge a quarter of the time, and yeah. that is an S tier card. Yes, yes. Um, but normally with enough cards, this is kind of just a, a normal good card of this power level. Like yes, all discovery cards are a little OP. 
uh, in, in the arena. But there's nothing special about this card. All right, it has an easy to fill condition. It's on curve, and then it gets you a random, uh, sorry, a discovered uh, spell that is is in the unholy. Like the pool is what's making it problematic, right? Not the card. The pool is very problematic, and uh, this is something we didn't talk about before. But uh, and it's an idea that has been floated around many times, of which I agree with. Currently, there are no restrictions on Discover in terms of uh, runes for Death Knights. Mm. So mm-hmm. people were saying, like, look, you could be uh, triple blood and you could still discover the Scourge. Like, that's possible for you. And people are like, why? Right? Like, why are you able to discover all, like, beyond your supposed limitation? Um, and we understand it's like, okay, well, the limitation was supposedly for deck building right or drafting right deck building and constructed drafting mm-hmm. here but it's too powerful like you can't let death knights be this powerful and then be additionally powerful with other rune cards and be unpredictable as well at the very least maybe you can feel good you'll probably still lose by by thinking like oh um you know i know that they're you know double blood single unholy so they can't get the scourge right they just they just can't because the scourge is like two i think it's like double unholy uh and maybe you feel good about that and they still wreck you in other ways but right now there is none of that there's no limitation as soon as they discover uh they you should expect anything um the scourge you can uh like expect what was it marogar or something like all, all of these powerful cards are in play that would also just be a simple change. And by simple, I don't know how easy it is to fix these things, but a small change that I think would help. It's like, dude, if you're double blood, single unholy, only let let them discover these things. Um, don't let them discover, like, discourage if they're not, like, double or triple unholy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would, that would work because you're essentially that class, right? It's like how you think of class. Normally, if you have a, a card that says discover a spell, it discovers a spell from your class. So what is your class? Well, as a Death Knight, your class should be your rune limitation. That is right. your class, right? Because, like, if you are, you, you have picked, right? You have selected your limitation. Whenever you're mm-hmm. selecting a class, you're selecting the limitations of your class. You know, you're you're putting the best cards in there, but like you're really also talking about like, okay, what can I do well? What can't I do well? That's the class. It's very different for Death Knight. They because of this rune system, they gave them so many good cards because you can because it is not just a single class effectively. Yes. Um, but it also means that this powerhouse like it's almost as if uh you know, when you are a druid and you discover, you're also discovering not just the best druid cards, but the best, like, you know, mage cards and the best priest cards mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. That's too much. It was already yeah. too much. This is just too much on too much. Yeah, because that's the whole point of runes, right? <laughs> to make sure the Death Knight can't be everything, and you're just kind of breaking it with discover. Um but yeah, okay, so that's Necrotic Mortician, which is number one by a fair margin. Number two is Army of the Dead, which I know we rated an A-tier card. By the way, Necrotic Mortician, I looked it up. We only rated a B-tier, probably, and I'm, I'm, cer- I'm, I'm telling you right now, we did not take into consideration what percent of times you would get the Scourge. I did not. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did not. 
Um, so, Necrotic Mortician. But Army of the Dead is the next one up, uh, also by a fair margin, uh, to number three. And Army of the Dead is the five mana shadow spell that says raise up to five corpses. Has two, two Risen Ghouls with Rush. Um, that's a normal, like, board clear-y kind of card. Like, there's, there's nothing super special about it besides that it's A tier. It's really, really, really good. There is nothing game-breaking about this. There is nothing, like... Uh, oh no, this is an S-tier card kind of deal. Like, this isn't Caverns. Um, it's super powerful. It's not Caverns, it's not Performers, it's not anywhere at that level. Uh, but again, you know, there's a pattern. Necrotic Mortician, two greens. Army of the Dead, two greens. What's up next? Tomb Guardians, two greens. Four mana shadow spells, summon two, two, two zombies with taunts, spend four corpses to give them reborn. Um, you're, go, you're, you're, you're seeing kind of a pattern here at this point, I'm sure, which is that two green has a lot of cards that are really, 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 really high performing. And this is what is skewing not everything, because all the Death Knights, whether it's red or blue or whatever, are insanely overpowered, but two green is absurdly overpowered on top of the two. Like, we talk about Death Knights as being different classes, right? If HS Replay broke down how each Death Knight of each individual rune type, right, and created, like, nine classes or whatever within Death Knight, you will see that the ones that are too green are going to have a really high win rate compared to the ones that are too blue or too red or, you know, rainbow. And that is because the network of synergies that goes into two green works super well in the arena. We brought this up last week that cards like, what is that card? Like Grain or something? Yeah, I forgot uh, the exact name. But it was like a three green card that was bad. And we rated it a D. And it's, it's bad. It's badness didn't really change. Uh, we, we're not taking bad how bad that card is. But it's performing as, like, one of the better uh, Death Knight cards. And that's right. It should be performing as one of the better Death Knight cards. Play Grain. There we go. Thanks, chat. Um, and it's performing like that because it's three green. So you guarantee that you're in the two green world. You eliminate a bunch of possible offerings uh, of Death Knight cards that are below. And you keep the option forever of uh of your two green cards to come out so this world of two green is really anchoring this next level of death knight like we talk about oh death knight's a problem in the arena well two green death knight is a problem within the death knight community so if they actually did take the suggestion and made this entire meta death knight v death knight it's going to become even more obvious that hey some Death Knights are overpowered compared to other Death Knights. And that's making drafting in this meta very one-dimensional. Uh, whereas, I don't know how much this drafting advice is filtered down yet. Because I think people are like not taking it too seriously. Because it's a kind of a crappy meta. But if you're going to be serious about this meta... You cannot actually touch red or blue beyond one. Until you're like deep into the draft and you're like, ah, this this draft is crappy anyway. So there, there's a balancing thing to be made even within Death Knight is is kind of my point. 
Because it's not close. Necrotic Mortician, Army of the Dead, Tomb Guardians. I'm not even going down the list yet. I'm going to go down the list now on the... I'm literally just going down HS Replay win rate, okay? The one after that is Battlefield Necromancer. Two green. The one after that is Yemajar Deathbringer. Two green. The one after that is Stitch Giant. Two green. This is not like just like some kind of like pattern that we're like kind of seeing. This is a hard, hard line where anything that's too green is absurdly powerful. Um, and again, that's not because the raw power of the cards are that big. It's because it works together real well. And all of these are very on-the-board, arena-y kind of stuff that generates corpses. The one after that, by the way, after Stitch Giant, is Malignant Horror. Which is not too green. Anyone can have it. But you know what works really well with Malignant Horror? All these freaking bodies that your green stuff is generating. Because remember, Unholy is the one that generates the most corpses compared to the other two runes. And what do you know? What eats the most corpses? Malignant Horror. Uh, going down more from that, just, the, the, the pattern is so striking. After that, it's Possessifier, one green. Plague Strike, one green. Acolyte of Death, one blue. That's the first time one blue comes in. Then Ruby and Swarm Guard, one green. Then Remorseless Winter, which we all think is an absurd card, is one blue. Then Corpse Bride is everybody. Uh, Bonebreaker, one blue. Dark Transformation, one green. Graveyard Shift, one green. Rhyme Sculptor, one blue. Chofall and Baron, um, everybody. Grave Strength, which has no reason to be this high. Uh, three green, it's because it locks you into the greens. Howling Blast, one blue. Plague Grain, three green. Meat Grinder, one green. Unholy Frenzy, one green. Skeletal Sidekick, everybody. Bone Guard Commander, one red. Glacial Alliance, one blue. Then Frost Strike, two blue. Do you hear how many cards we had to go through before we found a single card that was either two red Three red, two blue, or three blue. I didn't count, but that felt like I was going on forever and that the list would never end. And I'm you just going down the win rates. Yes. Yes, Frost Strike, by the way, is an A tier card. Undisputed A tier card. Two mana, Frost Belt, deal three damage to a minion. If it kills it, which it will, discover a Frost Rune card. Like, this is. No one doubts this is an A tier card. And its win rate is so far down. Why? Because if you ever take this card in the rest of your draft, you will not be offered any of the two green cards. That you saw way higher up on the win rates. Um, so yeah. That's uh, that's the Death Knight power. Like, I just want to drive this home to you. The Death Knight power is not in its cards. Its cards are fine. Even its green cards are fine. But the green has networked together so well that all of the green cards have this absurdly high win right now. All of the green cards, including D-tier cards. You have D-tier cards having higher win rates than A-tier cards. And we're not changing the ratings of that D-tier card or the A-tier card. Those are all right. Some of those is like super easy stuff. Like some of them we may change. Some of them like, you know, like mentally. But like Plague Grain is not a good card. It's, 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 it's just not. Like Plague Grain, I don't know what we gave it, but I'm not, I'm not moving it. Um, because because of the win rate, yeah, it's a D tier card. Like it's just it's, uh, and and by by the same token, we just went over uh, whatever that two the first two blue card was Frost Strike, which is an A tier card, undisputed. You see this happening too when you're actually talking about 
two different classes, right? Like, all the win rates of Death Knight cards are going to be really, really high compared to the win rates of Warrior cards. Even an F-tier Death Knight card is going to be higher than an S-tier Warrior card on win rate. Why? Well, because of different classes, Death Knights are winning more. Two green Death Knights are winning more. Especially three green Death Knights or two green, one blue Death Knights. Those are the Death Knights that are winning everything. Great. What, what was this it? Was this just you you listing off everything? Oh no, I just listed off all the cards that are better than an A tier card. Okay. That is correctly rated. Like I, I haven't heard anyone talk about this. Or like I'm sure people have talked about it, but like kind of on the side as like, oh by the way, these cards are really powerful. Not like a there's a real problem in the arena here. I know we're all focused on the real big problem that's slapping everyone in the face, which is Death Knight. But the problem is not going to be fixed even if you make Death Knights normal. Because within Death Knights, there are nine classes, and some of those classes are absurdly powerful compared to some of the other classes. So, I, I think that this is an interesting point, which uh, I have not heard that much about as well. Because, right, you have this disparity, first of all, in that, like, oh, man, you better get Death Knight, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Or you settle for a Paladin, right? Paladins are, like, okay. Um, and then all other classes kind of suck. But even within Death Knights as well, I think it is time that we stop... Because, look, it's easy for us to talk about Death Knights. And right now, if you get a Blood Death uh, death Knight, if you get, um, you know, like a Frost Death Knight, is this still better than other classes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so this is why people still talk about Death Knights generally. But... It's already a problem, as, as you can see from the win rates. And this is something in which, if you don't fix it, uh, it will be more of a problem later on when you can't just lump Death Knights into one thing. Because Death Knights are many, many different classes, not really put together, but it's a class that is separable, right? So yeah. it's, it's, not, it's hard for you to talk about, or you shouldn't talk about Death Knight in itself. Right now, nobody gives a damn because... Uh, blood just poops on everyone frost poops on everyone that's not death knight that's fine unholy though is its own thing and also it's further muddied and, and it's murky because if you're blood you can still discover uh the scourge right you can still discover these unholy cards as well and this is why people get pissed like they they see a death knight and then Right now, people think of this. By the way, when you're when you're saying it gets muddied, you, the stats are muddied. What's muddied is your impressions. Your right? impression, right, right, right. Yeah. because you and also I think a lot of people just see a death knight as a death knight. Like they don't yeah. think yeah. it's like oh I'm facing a blood death knight. I'm facing a frost death knight. I don't see that categorization. Um, like I, I don't see that categorization yet, but it's already a problem, and I think we need to talk about it in that way. Yeah. Um, because it's not a skill. I mean, it is a skill right now, I guess, because, and it's like everybody knew that it was going to be important which runes were better. Um, and I think we, we've all kind of settled on, on, on Holy being better. But after you have that settled, it needs to be balanced because it's not a skill or it's a very low bar skill to know that Unholy is better. And let's hope we get offered uh, two, uh, two greens early. 
And if we're not, at least we should stay away from two red or two blues. Not because those cards are bad, but because they lock you out of two greens. And, you know, that goes down a path that you don't really want to go down. Like, yeah, that's kind of drafting skill, but that's like super, super, super low bar drafting skill. That's like the equivalent of a, hey, do you know the cheat code that, you know, makes your offering rates better? Oh, you do? It's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, well then, you know, you, you get higher win rates than the other person. Like, is that a skill? Kind of, but not really what you want to be skill testing for. So for something like this, the balancing, and this is just very Death Knight specific at this point. The other classes don't have to be balanced like this. But for Death Knights, the balance team has to look at it as if it is essentially nine classes. And in looking at it as if it is nine classes, you got to adjust the within the class, the offering rates in, in different ways to balance Death Knight within itself. So my point is that as skewed as Death Knight is against everything else, once they fix it or don't fix it or make it okay, or once anybody can start thinking about anything else, it's going to become apparent that within Death Knight, there is a smaller, but still notable, and competitive players will still definitely pick up on it and do it every time, non-skill-based sorting of what you're doing in the draft. And if that's what you're doing in the draft, that really, like if that aspect is not balanced, that really takes away a lot of the actual draft skill that Death Knight supposedly built into the arena. Because if you can't be flexible with where runes lead you down to and what choices, and you're instead being like, unholy, this is the way to go. Like, unless I get a super lopsided one. You know what? Even if I get a super lopsided one, even if I get grain versus uh, the, the frost strike, I should pick grain. You should. Like, like that's, that's terrible. Like, that's how you know things are bad right now. Because you should never pick grain over a frost strike. I don't care if it's the first card. I don't care if it's the last card. Like, I mean, okay, maybe if it's the last card and you have like, a, but it's a very tiny percent, right? There's be less than five percent chance instead of more than fifty percent. Um, so this is a problem, and it will rear its head as the next problem. Assuming Death Knights are still the top class, if not so dominant anymore. Um, and the Death Knight cards being lowered. Like, maybe they're solving the problem at the same time, right? I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm Nostradamus. I'm predicting that the next problem the dev team is going to struggle with on balance is this. They may be a step ahead of me here and be like, oh, hey, if we're lowering offering rates of Death Knight cards, let's lower the ones that are the most problematic. What are the ones that are the most problematic? Hey, look, it's all this green stuff. And the problem will naturally solve itself. Totally possible. But I thought it was worth pointing out this, like, extra layer of Death Knight internal balancing that has to happen, that other classes don't have to deal with, and that no one seems to really be talking about that much. Yeah. So, look, um, I, I hope you guys can see just how difficult this issue is. Because just going back to one of the things that I talked about, and I was like, oh, um, you know, something that I think a lot of people would be in favor of, and I think is one, a simple solution, is to just make sure that if you're two blue, one red, you can only discover from two blue, one red. Um, and I think overall that would be a good change. But once again, we accentuate this problem that we're talking about now, right? If green is so oppressive 
Um, is it good that you won't get like scourged from every single uh, Death Knight deck uh, like by discovering? Yeah, it's good. It, it will further cause frustration mm -hmm. though because when you get Death Knight to draft, um, and yeah, you can game it. You can try to strategize. You can try to put off you know, grabbing any card, any decent card until you get, like, greens, but I don't know if that's going to be a best strategy. And then uh, it's, you know, like, I don't know, what's the chance to just get Death Knight now? Like, your chance, like, going into the arena. Like 30%. I, I 30%? Okay, it's 30% to get that, and you have you further dilute it uh, in, in terms of you getting the actual good class, which is unholy. Uh, death knight so this creates one of the this creates like what people are talking about with the the bg problem right in which they can't get the hero and we've been through this with bgs a lot of times they can't get the good hero that is new that they want to play with that has a distinct play style and is extraordinarily powerful now bgs has tried to do things at certain points to to solve that but if you played bgs during like the months and years this has happened right uh you will understand that this is not a good thing like you cannot have uh the top class and remember the top class is a subset of the actual top class um have much an even bigger disparity from the uh you know the, the blood and and the frost uh death knight so even this solution that we're talking about which i think is necessary and i think is good you want more predictability it presents issues and it accentuates this and it's going to make people tilted that they didn't get uh unholy mm -hmm. death knight so I, I i don't know it's it's tough it's going to be a tough task for the devs to do this because they built this system which can be a lot of fun but whenever whenever there is some sort of ambitious endeavor it's always tough for balance we've seen this with like synergy picks now we've seen it with this which is like mega synergy picks with mega powerful uh, cards so you can try to the more you try to just isolate uh like greens to themselves blues to themselves the more problematic uh it becomes and the more people will see that this is an issue so this is good. I like how we're talking about this because I think the categorization so far right now is just Death Knights really suck. They super suck. But we are already in a world and we're one step away from everybody just being like, oh, wow, green or blue Death Knight really sucks. And then what do you do? Like you queue into the arena. You don't get a Death Knight. You feel sad. You get a Death Knight. You're still not even happy. You go into the draft and you're just like, mm -hmm. please, please. Like, I, I went through one loop of RNG. I, like, let me land this one as well. Your chances are really not good. And, you know, once again, this is this is arena, which your hard-earned gold, your hard-earned cash, some people actually pay for this still. Um, you can't have that. So th this is why, like, big changes are necessary I'm glad I don't have to make them. <laughs> uh, but big changes are necessary. And some of the good changes as well present their own issues. Like significant, yeah. significant issues. Yeah. And, and it's just a matter of degree, right? Like some card in Death Knight is going to be the highest win rate card. It will probably have runes. And so some rune will always have the best card. But you can't really have 
the top 20 cards all be either one blue or one green or two green. That's that's just forcing everybody to do a, a very small limited world of rune selections. Um, and um, this is also not a, a this set problem only. Every single time they release new cards, it's probably going to happen. Because when you release new cards, especially the way they do Death Knight... It's probably something that they're going to want to happen with Blue Death Knights, something they want to happen with Red Death Knights, something they want to happen with Green, green Death Knights. And some of them are going to work in Arena, and some of them aren't. And so the ones that are going to work in Arena, a bunch of them are going to work. And the ones that are not going to work in Arena, none of them are going to work, right? This is all normal, you know, card uh, creation uh, things that just happen with everything you try. Uh, but now that you have a Death Knight class, those have to be balanced immediately in Arena, because if not, then this whole rune system is pointless, and you are now doing a weird, unintuitive drafting strategy. Where it's not just that you don't pick the best cards, is you need a lot of game knowledge for the draft. Very little skill, just, just the game knowledge of which color you're supposed to uh, push towards, and, and how hard to push towards it. Which, I don't know, that's not how I imagine Death Knight being. I imagine like a thumb on the scale in favor of green, for example. Or like a thumb on the scale against red, but that generally like you can go down whichever path, right? Because that's how normal drafting works. Like if I have a um, let's think of a class that is not priest, but that's a hunter. If I have a hunter, I don't draft the way Murps drafts. I am trying to draft mid range, and if it goes aggressive, I'm going to be more aggressive. Um, if it goes, like, quote-unquote control, just, like, slow mid-range, like, hunt, they put a lot of card advantage cards at Hunter for this reason, uh, then I'm going to go that way a, 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 a bit, even if I don't like it. Like, I could put a thumb on the scale where I'm like, oh, tempo works. Hunter's got good uh, good uh, finishers uh, with that hero power, so if I can get a tempo deck, that is great. But if I can't get a tempo deck, or if, I have to be, if I'm being asked to make too many sacrifices, I kind of just bite the bullet and go, okay, this is a less good archetype for what I'm doing, but I'll get more power. Those are the decisions you have to try to make. But when those get skewed so hard that the answer is just, hey, please don't pick red. Uh, and, and by the way, also don't pick two blue. That's that's not a skill anymore. There's no, there's no questions being asked. It's just a thing that you go and you execute with no thought whatsoever. And that's where we're at. And that's what we have to prevent every single time Death Knight cards get, new Death Knight cards get released. Because this will happen probably every single time. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's an internal Death Knight rundown uh, of of a Death Knight problem. And I, I I hope this also convinces some of you that are maybe sitting on the fence or like I don't know sixty two percent win rate. How are you going to get there without overpowered cards? Um, they're not overpowered. They're, they're just the right power level, just like every other class has in MLK. Um, and, and any of the other newer sets. And it's not just that Death Knights have more of those cards than regular uh, people as well. It's also because they synergize more. It's a lot of layers. Right? There's so many problems that it like takes a while to figure out all the layers of different problems. Well, yeah, it's like, look, first of all, individually, the cars don't have to be good for the whole to be good right and additionally it's all relative if you're just diluting the rest uh then um that that's like it, it makes it, it's easy for it's easy for people to think like oh um 
all those cards must be so overpowered. Like to use like to use an example, right? Like let's say so we watch the NBA a lot. Uh, let's say you know your Utah Jazz has been very surprising, right? This year, like they've been they've been decent. Or they have you, not rolled over. They have not rolled over, right? Um, now. Are individual players on Utah, like, amazing? No, they're good. They're better <laughs> than people expected. Uh, but additionally, if you put, like, Adulta or Dreads as one of the five positions on the other team, which is literally what is happening with the other classes because of the, the rotation or pool, this is what's happening. So it's like, man... Dude, the Jazz is, like, they're beating everybody. It's like, well, yeah, it's because they have dreads at point guard. <laughs> and it's fine. It's like, you can have, like, Nikola Jokic, or you can have Giannis, uh, like, you know, at one of the other spots. But if you have a freaking dreads or, or advocate at point guard, you're going to get blown out. And that's the problem. It's like, could, in this weird scenario, it's like, could slash should the Nuggets or Milwaukee beat the Jazz? Oh yeah, of course. But you can't have Dreads or Adopta as their point guard. Like it, it's it's impossible. And for these other classes, you can't keep giving them effectively like you know magma ragers uh, for a decent percentage of their draft. Mm. So, oh Friday night's draft, the new magma rager was the correct pick. Ah, I was not I saw that obviously. I saw that. That was when that happened. I was like, "Well, this run is not going to go well." This is uh, that pick spoke a lot about the run, but that's what's happening, right? Like it happens. It happens now. Magma Rager is now the correct pick. I think in the entire history of me playing Hearthstone, Magma Rager or something else that is exactly the same as Magma Rager was the correct pick exactly once before Friday. I remember that run, that draft. And it was so crazy. And you were there. And I forget if it was on stream or off stream. But it was so crazy that I had to do like two double checks. It's like, it is Magma Rager, yeah, right? No, look, I guess it's Magma Rager. This is the thing. Uh, right? Like, it, this is the world that we are, we are living in. In which, like, sure, Death Knight cards are very good. Just like, you know, Lori on the U Utah Jazz is, is, is very good, right? Better than mm -hmm. people expected. Um, everybody is playing well, but let's like, let's, we have to focus more on the fact that all these other classes are, are just getting this handicap and it's just not fair, right? It's not fair mm -hmm. that they keep getting stuck with, uh, these duds and all these terrible picks. You only need a couple of these picks per draft and it's more than a couple. Like, so in oh, reality, yeah. it is much more than a couple, but you only need a couple of these picks to like swing, um, basically the uh, uh the game significantly because you have a bad turn and that could just end you against uh, a death knight so that's where we're sort of at and i think if we keep and by we i mean people out there keep talking about it's like oh it's the individual cards problems first of all that's not true and second of all i think that's taking away from where real change has to happen um, so hopefully we can change this. Hopefully we can turn this. And and uh, we also got to mention your beloved Utah Jazz in here, which yeah. is which is great. Them beating all the other teams because uh, they all have you as as uh, their point guard. <laughs> well, Utah Jazz is they, they've cooled down. They're now kind of a normal team. But I'm glad they'll probably be a playoff team again. 
Maybe. That's, uh, that's, that's what the Utah Jazz fans always want. Just for go. them to get in at the end of the playoffs and lose. And uh, I think most people are pretty happy with that. There you it's go. Not a, it's not really a fan base that asks for a lot in terms of results. There you go. You're just hoping to, to lose 4-1 to one against like the Nuggets or something. Yeah, there yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking at the neutral uh, card side of things, because there are no other classes, so it's just Death Knight cards and neutral cards, so we'll cover the entirety of, of the arena <laughs> in this podcast. Looking on the neutral side of things, uh, obviously, Nerubian Vizier and Pandaren and Porter. Also, there are no other classes, so I'm only looking at win rates for the neutral cards for Death Knight. Because the other classes don't matter, so they're just noise in the in the stats. They like do more harm than good. Um, uh, Nerubian Vizier and Pandaren and Porter obviously are number one and number two uh, because Death Knight spells. Um, and we rated both of them an A. Uh, but going down... I think it's really interesting that if you remember, we rated uh, two, co- I think three common cards, two, three common cards. The two that there's two that I remember. I think there's one more common card that we rated an A. Oh yeah, one's Nerubian Vizier. The other two common cards that we rated an A were Silver Moon Sentinel and Silver Moon Armor. Now, as we were doing the ratings, there were a lot of people who were not on board with Silver Moon Armor having the rating. And then there were people who thought Silver Moon Armor was going to be better than Silver Moon Sentinel. And I'm like, I think Sentinel's a tiny bit better than Armor, but they're both barely A's. We rated them the lowest possible A's. Because remember, you have to draw a line somewhere, right? At some point, a B plus turns into an A, a B turns into a B plus. And when you're on either side of the line, it's really not that big of a power difference, but you got to draw the line. So the B plus line, historically, Bone Mare has been there. We said this in the review, Bone Mare is a B plus, the unnerfed Bone Mare. And it is performing at 67% win rate. Silver Moon Armorer is 67.1%. Silver Moon Sentinel is 67.2%. So, exactly, exactly to the freaking dot what we predicted. Now, that being said, I don't think these percentages are entirely correct. I think it is harder... <laughs> To play Silver Moon Armorer and Silver Moon Sentinel than it is to play Boatmare. So I think the actual win rates for Silver Moon Armor and Silver Moon Sentinel in the hands of a really good player is probably a tiny bit higher. Not that it matters. The the, the part of it that I'm, I'm only bringing this up, um, besides to marvel at how, how specifically correct we were, uh, is that the line for neutral commons and rares that we draw is that A tiers should be banned. So yes, the best B plus tier card and the lowest A tier card have no st- appreciable difference with each other, really. Like that's how, well, the, it's a line drawing problem, right? That's every line drawing problem and how it works. But you've got to draw the line somewhere. And that's still the line, right? Like is Silver Moon Armor and Silver Moon Sentinel okay? Well, it's hard to make an argument that they're not okay if you're okay with Bone Mare. But at the same time, you have to draw the line somewhere. So we're still not changing where the line is. We just called this out as we were rating these cards. And, you know, we're still there. Which is that Silver Moon Sentinel and Silver Moon Armor are the tiniest bit above that line. And they are. And if you're going to call some cards too powerful, that's a line. Do I need them banned in this meta? No, it's kind of weird to ban these cards that are only a tiny bit better than Bone Mare. Um, and Coroner, the ridiculous overperformer of, uh, of, of this set in the neutrals. Uh, but, uh, 
you got to draw the line somewhere. I think that's an okay place to draw the line still. Like, that would still be my place to draw the line. Between Bow Mare and above Silver Moon Armor and Silver Moon Sentinel. In practice, again, line drawing problems, it's basically okay, right? Like, it's basically a Bone Mare. It's not that much better than a Bone Mare. But it's a tiny bit better than a Bone Mare. And at some point, a tiny bit better than the next best card would have to go under the either ban or significantly reduced offering rate uh, uh, area, right? So, that's where that is at. This is the weird time in which we got it exactly correct, and yet the conclusions we would come to feel really weird. Like, anybody playing in this meta, I don't think you would be like, oh my god, Silver Moon Sentinel is so overpowered, and Bone Mare is totally okay. You would probably feel very similar about both of these cards, and the win rate's back up. So, look, let's talk about these two cards just a, a tiny bit more, because part of the problem with these two cards, and... The problem with these types of cards, always, these types of cards, and what I mean by types of cards is the uh, it is defensive tools, like over-statted slash over-tempoed defensive tools. Um, the problem with these in any oppressive meta is they disproportionately protect the top class. Um, because what happens when you try to push a death knight and they have you know they have what they have but they also have these cards um they outlast you right like you, you can't do much but if death knights are killing you anyways and, and, and they're going to kill you like you just delay it by a turn with this you don't actually prevent the other class from killing you you don't prevent death knights from killing you with this stuff they, they do it anyways but whenever you are trying to push a death knight like you know we've seen the times in which like they pull out like the scourge and they get that life steal taunt thing and and it's super annoying um or they get like you know big taunts for, from the scourge and everybody remem remembers those but a decent amount of times when you're trying to be a death knight they're gonna beat you with these like you know you're trying to push face mm -hmm. you're trying to be like well i can't outlast a death knight that's impossible they're beating you with the sentinel and the armor and you can have a sentinel or an armor but it doesn't matter like what what, what does it matter how many turns the uh the the death knight takes to beat you so it's also part of the problem with these sorts of cards it's um in a super oppressive meta they just work much better uh because of what they offer protection right both of them offer protection overstated over tempo protection um and so they help out death knights a lot more than they help out other classes yep that's a fair analysis as well um uh, it's just if they're interesting cards to have in this meta, I, I appreciate them in a scared way, as in, like, they're, they're over the line, they're over my line, um, but they do function in, and, in, in, you know, they're not making the situation better, um, but they are interesting to play with, and I think for neutral cards, they're, like, good, good types of cards. I wish that they were, like, a tiny bit less powerful, right, to still be super powerful, but not not what they are i mean it's not gonna happen but you know um all right uh that's that's it that's it for for this podcast i thought coming into it i was like i don't know what we're gonna talk about because nothing has changed but then i thought about it some more and i'm like you know what people aren't talking about things people are not talking about things because the elephant in the room is not an elephant but like a woolly mammoth and we're not in a room we're in like a bathroom so 
It is it is just taking up everyone's space and you can't see anything and you can't do anything else but like deal with the elephant. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not other parts that came in with uh, with this uh, expansion and that there's not other things to to deal with either at the same time or immediately right after we deal with the elephant. So yes, none of the things we're talking about is particularly important next to the elephant, but assuming the elephant is dealt with one way or the other at some point, because without it, we don't have a game. Uh, so assuming there is a game, a competitive arena game, remember, we are a arena podcast about trying to win arena, right? And being competitive with it. That's what the podcast does. So assuming our premise still exists at some point in the future, and they, they fix the game to allow for that, then these things are definitely going to be the topics. So we thought we'd just jump ahead. Um, cool, cool. Um, are we going to have a podcast next Sunday? It is Christmas Day. Are you down? I'm okay. I'm not doing anything for Christmas. <laughs> no, you are... What? 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 No, uh, what? No. Oh, are we canceling the Christmas one? Well, we can cancel it. You know what? TV. It's Christmas Day. It's like the night of Christmas Day, right? Is that uh, Christmas Eve? It's not God. the daytime okay, okay. of Christmas. TBD. TBD. Can we do TBD? TBD. Okay. I am okay. about to drive 10 hours to Nashville after this, so I, I don't want to think about anything right now. I literally <laughs> don't want to think about anything. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, so. Natasha said no, so that's a no. That's uh, okay. It's actually a no. Okay. okay, so we have decided. It's a no. Good. Okay, so it's a no. So we're going to... So so there's then there's not going to be a, a Christmas uh, podcast or or. or stream on christmas so we're just going to cancel that but new year's day is a good right new year's day is a go like the night of new year's day that's not really actually a holiday um okay so we're just we're we're, we're not doing that um i will still be streaming on the 23rd at night um but but caveat only if they do something i don't care how small of a fix it is but it better not just be we buff death knights because we know that's coming for Constructed. Uh, so assuming there's some kind of arena change, I don't care how successful it is, I will stream Friday night. But but I'm, I'll, I'll take Christmas Day off too. So no podcast coming next week. Um, we'll, we'll hit you with the next one in the new year, January 1st. And we'll talk about everything that's happened in there, in their, in their what I am almost certain will be failed attempts to to fix uh, the arena over the course of the next two weeks. Um, all right. Until two weeks from now, then, this is Advokta. This is Murps. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.